Nelson Yap is a self-taught children's book illustrator. After many years of professional work and education, he rediscovered his passion for creating art and left his job to pursue it as a career. He continues to improve his craft while he builds his portfolio. He uses watercolor, ink, and pencil to bring fantastic and imaginative stories on themes like living courageously and authentically to life. Visit him at nelsonyap.com and follow his art on Instagram. Nelson, what made you want to live a more creative life? Well, it was always something I wanted to do. Um, when I was younger, I always wanted to do something creative. And for the longest time, I kind of ignored that part of me, partly because of school and growing up and trying to find a profession and, and make money, I suppose. And then in my adulthood, I kind of rediscovered that I loved drawing and I loved creating things. And it was when I signed up to a few adult classes that I really got back into it and found that other adults were enjoying it as well. And a lot of things I were, was listening to at the time on podcasts and on YouTube, for example, there were about artists that were really making it in today's day and age. And it got me thinking, maybe I can do this as well. And that kind of gave me that step of faith that I needed to stop what I was doing, which was um, full-time work at the time, and to just take the plunge to do something creative, to be an artist. And that was, that was the big change for me. Do you plan your projects in detail or go with the flow? And why did you make that your process? I tend to plan my projects. And the reason for that is um, with the software development background that I come from, a lot of the processes that were used um, and I think are still in use at the well, now, they're very much planned out. So there'll be like a list of tasks that need doing and I'll just work through them. And that's kind of the process that I'm used to. And it really works for me because I like to see that I'm ticking off tasks and it makes me feel like I'm making progress with my work. As for coming up with projects, that's a more creative flow because I don't tend to aim towards a particular project, but I kind of feel attracted to a particular project. And that's kind of how I decide whether I want to invest the time uh, into a particular project. And of course, there's all the business side of things which come in later. But yeah, when I discover projects, that's more of a, an organic kind of process. And once I'm decided on a project, I'll commit to it. And then that's when the task list comes in. And that's pretty planned out. I am deeply addicted to the ticking off of tasks as I go down my day. So I feel you there. Yeah. And it's called the Kanban process or Kanban process. Um, I think it's used quite a lot in, in today's kind of office environments. And if you visualize it, it's just kind of a grid with three columns to do, doing and done. And if you can visualize moving these tasks around the, the columns from what you're doing, it's really quite satisfying to see all of the tasks flowing from one side of the board to another. Of course, this can be anything. It can be just a checklist, which is kind of the same thing. But seeing the tasks being crossed off is it's satisfying. And, you know, oftentimes as a creative, you don't, well, I tend to find I don't know where I am in the entire kind of big picture of things. And to see that there's a list being done, that kind of, that's one metric, I, I guess, that I can measure against. Do you currently have another job? And what are the pluses and minuses about that either way? I currently do not have a job. And that was a planned thing. 
I kind of did a lot of um, saving while I was working and I kind of tend to view those years of saving as kind of my hard slog that I had to go through. So I'm just living off my savings at the moment and doing small commissions on the side um, as they come through. I can imagine if I did have a job, I would be very appreciative of it. And I can see why that would be a great thing. If I could visualize myself having a job, it would be really, I guess, comforting to have a steady stream of income. And that's one thing that is kind of a worrying point sometimes as a creative, because I don't have a steady stream of income. And to have that would be very comforting. I'm not at the stage yet where I decide that I need to get a job, but certainly the the steady income, that's that's one thing that would um, alleviate some of the stress when it comes to finances. On the other hand, I have so much time. I have a lot of time that I can dedicate to my craft. And one of the things that I also try to improve on is how I use that time because it's so easy to get distracted in this day and age. And, you know, coming from a background where all of the tasks are laid out before you, you get into the office and work's just ready to be done. That's not quite the way it is uh, being a creative or certainly in what I'm doing. And so that's a big adjustment. And that's something that I have to learn to do is kind of have kind of work for myself in the sense that my creative wants to do what the creative wants to do, but I also have to find that work and to give the creative the uh, direction to do something that sustains my life. What is something no one else knows about you that you wish other people knew and appreciated? I would say that it's really difficult to post on social media. And this sounds so kind of ironic because a lot of the advice out there is to post everything on social media, post as much as you can on social media to be seen and to interact and to get your work known. And to me, it's kind of, it's very difficult because I'm not quite there as an artist. I'm not like a known artist or anything. And that's also a blessing in disguise, I suppose, but kind of putting myself out there and in these early stages where I'm not quite established, it's, um, yeah, it's terrifying to post on social media. And I do try to pare that back a little bit as I'm not, I'm not posting as much as I used to. And that's to give myself that creative space to explore my own style and to, to do work that's just for me. And then I will post every now and then things that I feel is good enough for others to see. Again, this is something that I'd like to work on because as an artist, you do want to be seen, you know, surely as an, as an author or a singer or an actor, you want to be seen and read and, and listened to. So that's something I'm constantly working on. But it is terrifying knowing that you were throwing your babies out there and anybody can look and comment. And I think people do this with books and certainly with art that people may think, oh, that's fabulous. And you see every bump or typo or not completely satisfactorily tied off storyline or any of it. So it's hard because you want to put it out there, but you also want to make sure it's okay. And and when is good enough really enough and all of these things. That's a really good point because it's, it's never really done. I suppose a piece of work that you're working on or something that I work on. I always, even when I put it out there, it's um, I always see mistakes and ways that it can be improved. And I suppose there's just a, a point where I kind of decide that it's good enough and that I want to work on something else, which is also a, another thing. But 
when you look back at the old masters paintings and their sketches, and they're just amazing pieces of work. It is kind of humbling to know that perhaps they also saw mistakes in their work, but we see them as fantastic because, you know, the lens of time, I suppose. And hopefully my work is seen that way uh, at some point in the future as well. But yeah, it, it's a big courageous step to put something out on social media. And again, it's quite contrary to the advice that people um, give, which is to just be on social media. And um, I think it can be quite daunting and it's not such a bad thing to step back and give yourself that creative space to grow. Definitely. And all of the interaction in itself can be exhausting. I honestly find it all terrifying most of the time. But, you know, to have your art out there and to be expected to interact and all of that, it's a lot. Yeah, certainly. And um, there's kind of, if you want to be big on social media, I kind of feel that you have to be a social media manager. It's not quite good enough in this day and age to just post good work. You kind of have to know how the algorithms work and, you know, this could get quite technical, but how the um, algorithms pick up that your post is worth promoting to other people. It doesn't quite work that you do good work and it's just, it goes viral. There has to be a certain level of interaction with followers and with people. If we're talking about Instagram, then hashtags and comments, they're also very important. So it's kind of knowing what social media platform you're using. Maybe it's Instagram, maybe it's Pinterest or whatever it might be. And that's when you kind of take off the artist hat and put on the social media manager hat, which is not, I don't think many people realize that. And the reason if, if you aren't getting the results you want on social media, and this is the realization that I came to as well, it's not because your work isn't good. It's just that perhaps you're not working the algorithms the way that you ought to, or as um, a professional social media manager might. And that's perfectly fine. I certainly don't want to be a social media manager. I want to be an artist. And that's why I'm focusing more on creating art rather than kind of optimizing my numbers. Which makes total sense. I mean, for every hour you spend messing with posting and hashtags and whatever, that's time you're not drawing. Yeah, certainly. And to bring it back to the, the results thing, I guess when I was growing up, I was very results focused because of a bit of the school system and I really worked on my grades and wanted really good feedback from, you know, my teachers and parents and whoever was um, looking at what I was doing. Uh, it's not really the same on social media. It's, it's not such a clear correlation between good work equals likes and follows. So it's helpful, I think, to kind of take the two apart. Like results doesn't equal the value of anything that you're doing. And that's one thing I had to learn. And it's a hard lesson when we're very much trained to get that validation that maybe that's not where we go to get validation. Maybe we have to go elsewhere. Yes, definitely. As a starting creative, I think the more valuable kind of feedback you could get is from a trained, I guess, mentor or a teacher. If you're someone in that situation where you can get that feedback, I guess people in your area of work who can give you that specific feedback and also that support network. Perhaps not of artists who have kind of made it, but maybe the artist that's one or two steps from where you're going or where you want to be. And they'll give you the most valuable feedback. What are your favorite inspiration prompts, productivity tools, or creative routines? I have been going through The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron. I think it's um, been talked about a lot, um, but one of the biggest tools from this book 
It's a 12-week program, but one of the tasks that are given is to write three pages in the morning every day. And these are called the morning pages. And these have been really instrumental in kind of clearing my mind every morning. It's the start of a routine. And that's something that I have not really had in my life. But the morning pages is something that has started a routine. It clears my mind of things that I've been thinking about and perhaps worries that I've been having. But generally, since I've started The Artist's Way, it's a great book about teaching creatives how to care for themselves, protect their inner artist, and to be kind to themselves. And this is something that's so important. It's so important. It's... um. Yeah, something that I didn't think was so necessary because I came from that kind of productive background as an office worker. But, you know, as a creative, I think it's really important to nourish yourself. Part of that is also getting input. And for me, that's looking at great animation. I really love looking at the old Disney animations, the 2D hand-drawn stuff, and also to explore different artistic styles. Something that I'm doing more and more of is to buy books that I love children's books or books containing the art of particular productions, animations, for example. And yeah, these are just really inspiring to flick through and to have on my bookshelf. And I just love referring to them. And whenever I'm feeling like I need a bit of inspiration or I suppose to look at something that I want to create, kind of a benchmark, then I'll go to those books and I'll look at those things. Another thing I suppose is Pinterest. And I know I've talked a lot about social media, but Pinterest for me isn't quite, um, it's not a platform to grow for myself. It's something that I just use to collect visual cues, I suppose. Yeah. And that's, that's always great to look at. What three things do you wish you'd known earlier in your creative journey? I think I wish I had learned the value of discipline a lot earlier. And I had heard a lot about being disciplined. To go from a job and to go straight into self-employment, that's difficult. And then to go straight into creative self-employment, I think that's also another layer of difficulty. But discipline to me in the sense is kind of doing the work. And if you don't know what the work is, then finding the work and then doing it. And if you're someone who's starting out like I am, then doing the work is kind of just being in the creative zone and being able to create many, many things. <laughs> it's not about doing one thing per day. It's about working to your kind of potential and doing as much as you can. And certainly for me, I realized that I'm not quite at the level of someone who's come from an art school, someone who has the discipline of doing work every day, maybe eight hours a day. It's kind of a career change for me. And, and that's one of the things that I've had to learn is to be disciplined in creating um, or doing something creative for a long stretch of time. And coming from having drawing and painting as a hobby to doing it eight hours a day, that's the discipline that I'm trying to build up. The second thing I think would be to invest in yourself. And I'm starting on more online video courses to learn more about art. Again, as I mentioned, I don't have an, a formal background in artistic training. So that's something that I want to give to myself. And it's really important for me to have that background so that I can be more confident in my art and where I come from. So investing in yourself, I don't think that ever really, it's, it's never a bad thing. And I think it always pays off in some way or another. And the third thing would be to really focus on your creative kind of input. I think as someone who's always creating things for others, 
it's probably really important as well to take input. It's kind of like a, a cup analogy. If you're always kind of creating and putting th things out into the world, then you're kind of depleting the cup. So it's also as important to kind of fill that cup with creative energy, doing things like watching shows, reading books, uh, going to theater, whatever it is that you love doing and that feels that creative kind of inspiration, then that's probably just as important as creating stuff as well. And again, this is something I also needed to adjust to coming from an office environment where you didn't really need to do that, um, didn't really need to focus on this flow of creative energy. But as I'm working more, I realize, oh, it's really important for me to have a full cup when I am creating work. I know that every time I finish a book, I end up taking days of mostly reading 1940s pulp murder mysteries, but just something completely fun and twisty storyline that's just refilling the well. Absolutely. And the end of any kind of project is a fantastic time to do that because you're free to do whatever you want. But yeah, it, it also includes the everyday things like something simple, going for a walk, taking yourself out for a coffee. These things are also things that refill the well or, or the cup. And it's just important to do that. What is the latest tool or resource you've discovered? I have mentioned it and it's, I think it's the artist's way for me. It's a book that's always been talked about and a book that I've always heard about, but only recently realized the importance of the book because I was having difficulty in creating work and getting in touch with myself and kind of realizing how important it is to feel like a whole person. It's not so much that an artist is separate to how you function. If you are a creative, I think it's important to feel like you're a creative as a whole. And this book, The Artist's Way, kind of integrates the two sides, kind of your the you that you present as you go to the shops and do your shopping, have a coffee, and the creative that kind of sits in the apartment at home, furiously working on a project that may or may not reach the outer world. So I think this book is, it's recommended so much for a reason and I wish I'd learned that earlier. <laughs> I wish I'd read it a bit earlier, but I would also highly recommend the book to anyone who's starting out. I think I read it at some point in the, I want to say mid nineties, maybe late nineties. And it was fantastic. I did morning pages and still go back to them if I'm stuck with something. It's a great practice, I think. Yeah, and I think it's also really interesting to reread them later on. That would be interesting to go back and see what kind of growth you've gone through as an artist, as a creative. It creates a journaling practice, which is also, I think, generally a good thing. What project or message do you want to tell listeners about today? I think it's a message that I'd like to tell to those who are perhaps starting out or perhaps in the stage where I am, where you're kind of exploring what you're trying to do, what you want to do. You know you're a creative, but you don't quite know the thing that it's going to be. That is that not all artists have it all figured out. And I think social media kind of shows people or presents people as having it all figured out. And that's not really the case. There are a lot of artists out there who are still going through the slog of having to do the work to find out what my style is, what kind of stories do I want to tell, you know, what kind of thing do I want to do. And the way that social media presents, usually the best work, of someone, it, it kind of may be discouraging for someone new to feel like, oh, um, everyone else has it figured out, but I don't. And 
the message I want to give people is that it's okay to feel like that because not everyone has it figured out. And to be patient with yourself as you're trying to go through that, because everyone has to go through a few years of that slog and that hard work to break through that. And maybe it's that you create work that's not your best, but the most important thing is that you continue creating because there's this idea of kind of like the first thousand paintings or drawings that you do, or maybe it's a draft or a, of a book or a song that you write. The first thousand of those are going to be absolute garbage or not absolute garbage, but maybe they're not your proudest work. And then only the precious stuff starts coming out after that. It's going to take a while to get through all of that. And there are others out there just like you, perhaps they're not being talked about and people aren't talking about it as much, but I think it's important to hear that you're not alone and there are others out there who are going through the same thing and it's okay to talk about it. I think that is so completely valid for so many of us as we're in all stages of the creative journey. Nelson, thank you so much for coming on tonight. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. You've been listening to Pants On or Off, all about creators and the creative process. If you'd like to suggest a guest for a future show, please drop by ellenwynbooks.com forward slash guests. Now, go out there and make something fantastic. <laughs>